First Corinthians, uh, as, as Paul outlines um, the, the Lord's Supper and about the body, um, again, bear, bear with me as I hastily uh, prepared, but um, I, I would like to, to go through some of First Corinthians 11 and 12 as it regards both the, the Lord's Supper and what comes directly after that in, in the body of Christ and, and the love chapter, which I, I won't go into, but just encourage you to, to go through this on your own sometime as it regards this topic. But, uh, you know, as we come to the table, this, this is worship. It's worship of our Lord and Savior Jesus in the form of, of what we call a ceremonial meal. And this bread and cup, uh, it, it commemorates Christ's death on the cross and the shedding of his blood for our sins. Uh, and as we celebrate the new covenant relationship that we now enjoy with God, um, we can be hopeful in that. Um, we do not enjoy the new covenant relationship alone. Uh, it's not in a vacuum. Uh, you've often heard it said you can't be a lone ranger Christian. Uh, we live it in community as the church, the body of Christ, it is, it's often called in Scripture. And in 1 Corinthians, Paul gives us a wonderful view of this body. Um, he does it in the context of explaining the Lord's Supper. Um, he starts out giving some warnings to the church in Corinth because they're not practicing the Lord's Supper in, in the way that they should. But then he gives uh, some encouragement in, in what participating in, in this um, service uh, can do for us and the hope and, um, that, that comes with it in Christ. So this morning as we prepare to come to the table, uh, I wanted to read through some of the sections of 1 Corinthians 11 and 12 and see how Paul connects a couple of these ideas of both the Lord's Supper and discerning the Lord, which is what he tells us to do in that context. So let's keep in mind also, uh, as we listen to these words, uh, how they apply in our current situation. Paul was talking to a relatively small uh, congregation in a world that used letters to communicate that took days or weeks or months to circulate. We live in a world with instant worldwide access to millions of people. Our body, as it were, has extended from our local cornerstone congregation to uh, our homeschool families or our uh, other believers in the workplace and groups that we belong to. Um, regarding other believers. It goes to our missionaries that we support. And it, you know, it literally goes around the world, and so it's hard to develop relationships with everybody. But I, I want to encourage us to think locally and get to know the body here. And that's why I was encouraged by some of those testimonies. Um, I was reminded... Uh, you know, that uh, it's difficult for me to put a Band-Aid on my back. I need someone that hands, has hands to do it for me. So ministering to one another, uh, seeing the needs within the body, um, 
figuring out how we can minister to those needs is all part of this. And so Paul starts out in, in 1 Corinthians 11, 17, uh, in his admonishing. He says, but in the following, following instructions, I do not commend you, because when you come together, it is not for the better, but for the worse. For in the first place, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you. And I believe it in part, for there must be factions among you in order that those who are genuine among you may be recognized. When you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper that you eat. For in eating, each one goes ahead with his own meal. One goes hungry, another gets drunk. What? Do you not have houses to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I commend you in this? No, I will not. That's the admonition to, to those who are not discerning well the body and the needs and, and are being selfish and going their own way. Uh, but then Paul goes on to, to express these words that we often hear uh, as part of a communion service. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body which is for you, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup, and after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And again, here, here's a warning. Whoever therefore eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of profaning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. So then, my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, so that when you come together, it will not be for judgment. About the other things, I will give directions when I come. So, he's, he's specifically addressing discerning the body. Who, who is this body uh, of believers that we live with? And... As I said before, our relationship with our cornerstone body and, and the worldwide believers. Um, I, I was reminded uh, recently in the news, <clears throat> um, the media made a big deal about Christianity Today coming out with uh, an article which was uh, critical uh, of our president. And I think the media was overjoyed and gleeful about that because it seems that they use that as an occasion to try to divide believers. And um, I don't want to get into that whole thing, but uh, as 
uh, Dave was saying, you know, Satan wants to sift us. One way he does that is with the events that happen in the world. And the world is trying to bring down the believing community in whatever way they can to divide us. And, and Paul in this passage was specifically talking about the divisions among us in discerning the body and not partaking of communion in a worthy manner. So I, I just wanted to keep that in mind. Um, so this unworthy manner is related to how we see our brothers and sisters in, in the church. Um, moving on, I, I don't want to go through the entire thing, but I don't think it's completely coincidental that Paul goes in to the whole section in verse tw or chapter 12 outlining the gifts that he's given those in the body. And, and after that, he talks about the body is made up of many members. And as we discern who is our body, we have to uh, also see what part of that body are we and what part of that body are others. He goes on to explain those that are esteemed, those that are less esteemed, and how they require more care. And it, it, all, it all works together. Um, so without going into that in detail, because that would be a whole sermon series, uh, I just want us to contemplate that as, as we prepare uh, for this service. Um, I was going to illustrate it with the one-handed clap. Doesn't work very well. You need both hands in the body. Thank you, Young, for being our clapping leader. Your enthusiasm is contagious. <laughs> so, um, so here, as, as we um, prepare, let, let us just take a few moments to uh, just ponder these things and meditate on them uh, while I, I have the men uh, come up um, for communion. And uh, let us continue. Men?